once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane, and this is the weekly podcast where Ben and I check in on each other's mental health and use movies as an excuse to have a pretext to talk to one another. Welcome. Uh, and it's normally the point in the show where I say, before we get to what we're doing, let's ask how we're doing. Oh, yes. But we've been on the phone for a while, haven't we? Sort of chatting about how we're doing and how often <laughs> we're doing and why this episode's been postponed five or six times. Um, yeah, apologies, buddy. We've been trying to get this episode done all week and it's we just have. been one of those weeks it has we've been like a little uh, mental health light switch where when one of us has been on the other one's been off yeah but i mean this is why we work though because when i'm having a shitty day and i'm like mm. buddy i'm on my ass you're like i'm here to pick you up yeah and then the soundtrack for dirty dancing kicks in nobody puts baby in the corner when you're having a shit one i'm like sorry mate i'm out drinking yeah. um and yeah. i've got a really bad hangover and now i can't record for two days because no. i'm a state uh, yeah. But while and then I was we at, put the bodyguard soundtrack on, and then I fucking Whitney Houston, you, you know what I mean? With your two years sober anniversary, congratulations on two years sober. Two years sober, man. I am both envious and pitiful. It's a fucking weird one, man. Some of the that I found is like I got a couple sober friends, and the one thing that we've never spoke about is how do you celebrate now? Mm. You know what I mean? Get yourself a Ben and Jerry's. I can't. I'm vegan. No, and I the vegan ice creams on Ben yeah. and Jerry's is shit. You know what I mean? Ice cube with low calorie sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> I always get, I always get like a bit twitchy around celebration stuff, man. Because back in the day, it was literally grab a bottle of whiskey, yeah, a few shots, a few beers, a couple lines of coke. Let's have a great night. You know what I mean? Couple lines, couple paragraphs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a problem. And <laughs> we can laugh about it now. Yeah, we can yeah, laugh about yeah, it now. Yeah. The drug damage is still prevalent, but mm-hmm. it's just it just helps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now, uh, what I decided to do this year was go and watch Enter the Dragon, the fiftieth anniversary. Very nice. Back in the cinemas. Hell yeah! Seeing that. Absolute masterpiece on the big screen, dude. Yep. Telling you, it was the tits. It was the one. I suppose the, the thing is, one. is like drinking drugs used to make you feel like Bruce Lee, and instead you can go celebrate mm. by watching Bruce Lee, which will make you feel like Bruce Lee. And it's as long as you get a little bit of Bruce Lee in your celebration, you know. Yeah, I mean, watching any Bruce Lee just makes me feel chubby. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there is not a there is yeah, not yeah, one yeah. iota of of like body fat. No, 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 he's no. just fucking ripped. He is a shrunk wrap bag of oranges. <laughs> Yeah, but the worst <laughs> thing is, right, Sunday, I did like a really big workout. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I was feeling good. I was like, you know what? I might be losing weight. Watched that film and was like, I'm a fucking marshmallow. <laughs> I'm a butter puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I am a literal yeah, butter puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. That's what I felt like. That. Uh, <laughs> Instead of uh, Enter the Dragon, what are we covering this week, Ben? Mate, today is the last of our alien abduction trilogy 
uh, Ben's Trigger Trilogy. Ben's Whatever Trigger Trilogy, yeah. Ben's Trigger Trilogy. It's three alien abduction movies that we've been doing, and today is the last one. I've saved the hardest one for me to watch for last, because I nice. thought you would get most enjoyment out of this film. I didn't want to spill my beans too soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today... We're going to be doing The Fourth Kind. Ooh, The Fourth Kind. The 2009 $10 million budget, nearly $50 million international box office. I guess it's a hit. No, it was not a hit. This was critically panned, Ben. Yeah, it was critically panned, but 50 mil. <laughs> Everyone's seen this. The three people I know have seen this. <laughs> Thank you. Represent us. I nearly went Heisenberg then. You know what? I said my name. <laughs> Say my goddamn name. But yeah, was this was this the most triggering for you, dude? This is the one that's like it's. It, this film is like everything that I can't handle in life. Right. It's, it's the mental health, mm-hmm. the alien abduction, mm-hmm. the speaking your truth and it just not being heard. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah. most importantly, mate, and possibly yeah. the biggest problem with this film is the fucking owls. For those that don't know, Ben is is hideously phobic of owls. I personally find I find it an absolute hoot. Uh, but Ben, get is in the just... fucking sea. Get in the fucking sea. Absolutely not. <laughs> is this? I have to ask. Is this where the fear of owls started? Is was it this film that gave you the fear of owls? Okay, this fear didn't give me. The fear of owls. Right. It just categorized it with a description and a nice little catalogue number. And it was right, like, okay. now you understand your phobia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it leads into bigger things. I've always had this this weird fear of owls. I used to have nightmares mm-hmm. about owls when I was a kid. I, it's their fucking massive eyes that are fixed yeah. in place. And they're, flight. They, they, silent flight, they can see into your soul whilst gliding silently past you, and mm-hmm. here's the kicker, from any fucking angle, because their neck just refuses to break. Yeah. You see, I always thought you were scared of them because they represent wisdom, and that's what you were truly scared of, is learning. God, no. Oh, right, no. okay. I mean, I like learning, <laughs> it's just hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I give it a go. Alright, make me, make me sound bad. <laughs> Shall we... Yeah, for the you fucking bully. <laughs> Welcome to it's our good. mental health podcast where Rob bullies Ben. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know it's your safe space, it's your comfort space, it's your comfort zone. It is. If it's I'm bullying kink. you, you know where exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the benefit of the entire human population who haven't seen this film, uh, shall we break down exactly what happens and where, so that later on when we're talking about what we think and feel about it, those that haven't yep. seen it aren't lost. Let's do it. All right. So, Dr. Abigail Tyler is interviewed about the mysteries surrounding her and her studies. Recounting her time spent in Nome, Alaska, we see that Mm -hmm. after a recent murder of her husband, Will, she decides to carry on their study and treatment of local patients who are all experiencing eerily similar sleepless nights. So, Abby uses uh, regressive hypnosis uh, to get all of her patients back to the moment that this mysterious owl... Uh, mm-hmm. suddenly becomes not an owl. Uh, it's my favourite thing to All say. All of her patients see a an owl. owl. Yeah, yeah and stop it. it's it's not an owl. <laughs> it's something much more terrifying. It's it's uh, they keep having like panic induced screaming. It's aliens. Ship, 
Shippy, shippy cray. Yeah. After one of her patients becomes so stressed out and terrified by what he's seen during his regressive hypnosis session, he heads home to his loving family and murder suicides all over the kitchen. Kids oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's proper, proper, proper murder suicide. And unsurprisingly, the local sheriff, Sheriff August, is mm-hmm. absolutely not tuning in to Abby's story of there being a, a sort of inexplicable alien series of events happening to the population <laughs> yeah. of Gnome. Um, he gives and thinks, zero fucks. Yeah, and basically goes, hang about. So every patient that you put under regressive hypnosis ends up traumatized, and one of them's just on a murder suicide. You're saying mm. it's not you. You're saying it's aliens, and I'm saying if so every time someone walks owl into aliens. the room, it thinks owl aliens. Yeah, sorry, yeah. owlians. Um, Thank you. And he basically blames her and says that that she's the source of all these sort of strange goings on. So Abby's trying desperately to prove to August her story and help solve mm-hmm. the mystery of what the fuck is going on in Nome, Alaska until she discovers that this has been happening to her and her family after discovering a Sumerian-speaking intruder in her home. Sumerian? Caught on tape. Sumerian-speaking intruder, buddy. They're like Incas, Sumerians. They're very old, ancient civilization. Ancient civilization. You could and call them like next... Yeah, they're they like next to the Incas. You could call Sumerians like in cahoots. <laughs> I hate everything about this. I knew that this was going to be a rough episode. I didn't realize that you were going to lean into it so much, but this is, yeah. this is good. Thank you. In cahoots yeah, with, with the, the Sumerians. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. That was that was great. Enter Dr. Owolowa Odosami. Yeah, huh? That hmm is a nightmare no it's not awolowa odosami how saying it me trying to read that awolowa odosami all right cool racist it's fine i mean it's not, it's more dyslexia <laughs> and there's a lot of vowels you know what i mean i'm <laughs> oh, sorry a lot of what vowels good good <laughs> we are 10 minutes into this recording sir yeah, we have we put are. this off all week <laughs> what i'm saying to you is good job <laughs> Enter Dr. Owolowa Odusami. That was better. Much better, thank you. Pat on the back for me. Sexy Sumerian Superman to help Abby figure out what the fuck is up with these loose air quotes. Owls. Owls. And after having owls. another patient end up in mischief. Oh, he did. Have you written having another patient end up in mischief? In a mischief, yeah. By which he means fully freak out and shatter three vertebrae <laughs> in his neck whilst levitating. <laughs> And acting as a like fucked up satellite receiver for the mysterious yeah. in cahoots Sumerian abuser. Uh, yeah. Sheriff August obviously loses his shit. He places Abby under house <laughs> arrest with 24 hour surveillance because obviously being proven that aliens exist uh, mm-hmm. in front of his very eyes, he's like, well, you're arrested. So that, at least that sort of tracks yes. with what a real policeman would do. Yes. Proved aliens illegal. Arrested. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't care, this, time, mate. <laughs> this man's still got, a, he's got, still got a hurty neck. I don't see an alien. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> uh, during this time, Abby's daughter, Ashley, is abducted in front of police witnesses. Uh, and even though the police... In poli- front of police witnesses! <laughs> yeah. And even though this police officer witness gives the information to Sheriff August, he still doesn't believe anyone. Not Abby. No! Not any of the many, many, many witnesses no one abby with the help of abel and odosami abel is uh abby's colleague who's come up because he was yes, worried he about her keeps, well-being keeps, after the death of her husband yeah he keeps popping up in the film being like the 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 voice of reason the rational voice yeah. going well maybe it's not aliens even though it's clearly yeah. fucking aliens 
Even though he's seen it. Yeah. Even though he's seen it and he knows it is and he's still like, I yeah, know yeah. what I saw, but I can't. His tell job you in that the script aliens. is to be the skeptic. So yes. they all go under regressive hypnosis together. Well, they put Abby under regressive mm. hypnosis to yeah. try and contact the Sumerian alien directly, which is a fucking mental strategy to me because she's been doing this with people for weeks. Yeah. Uh, she wants to speak to this alien presence directly to demand that they give her daughter Ashley back. She now resides on the east coast of the United States of America, where she is still mm-hmm. holding out hope that one day she'll find her daughter alive and well. And she is in a wheelchair because of her regressive hypnosis session. The contact with the alien worked. Yeah. And it left her broken. worse for wear. Yeah. I was going to say so, broken, but then I thought that's a bit, that's a bit you know what I mean? I, I meant mentally, but all right. Um, yeah, it's fine. I got some thoughts on this, Ben, and I'm glad you saved it till last because I started mm. this series when you suggested, oh, we do aliens as alien. As a, there was congressional hearings on the aliens and I was a complete skeptic. There was. You've brought Nolan to the table. So it's like it's a big part of you. I wanted to show you some stuff that was a big part yeah. of me and what helped and- form my love of cinema. Yeah, so so I started a skeptic mm. and then during the course of us doing this series and part of the reason we sort of cynically chose to do it was because of mm-hmm. these US Congress hearings about disclosure, which I watched live, and they sort of put me on the side of believer. Uh, and as time Good. has gone on... Welcome. Uh, well, I've always believed aliens are out there. Like we said, I just didn't know if they were in contact. And now I'm like, oh shit, maybe they are. Mm-hmm. But this one's left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, and there's been a couple of other events that have left a sour taste in my mouth. And I think there's a lot of allegory... It's a busy weekend. Yeah, busy weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And hygiene was not good. Warm weekend. I feel like my believer status has somewhat soured in... Already? In response to a couple things that have happened this week in terms of evidence for UFOs that's cropped up, videos that have leaked to do with famous missing planes. Oh, mate, you can't base your entire opinion on this shit. This shit comes and goes. It's, It's fucking prevalent. But I think this film is a really good summation of where I'm at with it because... The whole film is presented as documentary fact. It is. To the degree where even Mila Jovovich sort of starts the beginning going, uh, we've got some archive footage of the real Abby therapist mm-hmm. who uh, these are her tapes and this is all real. Mm-hmm. And they then present to sort they they present two versions of the film, one which is open close quotes, real, real played by smaller unknown actors. And then uh, another version, which is played by obvious Hollywood actors with lots of like, you know, clever cutting and nice lighting. But the the reason they're trying to do that is they're trying to impress on the viewer that there is a, a wealth of real documentary evidence there that this film is a dramatization of, which it's not. Yeah. And at the end, when Abby is there in her wheelchair and they go, "Ooh, what do you think? What do you believe? Now we've shown you the truth. Mm hmm. And it comes across really cynical and really, um, especially considering the film delves into some things that are really common, like sleep paralysis, and less common, like severe mental health breakdowns leading to murder-suicides of families. If you're going to be grabbing that imagery... And alien owls. And alien owls. uh, (laughs) If you're going to be grabbing that imagery and then trying to convince people it's real... Mm -hmm. It comes across a little cynical to me, whereas if you've got something like a Blair Witch Project where it's not telling you it's real it's just presented as if it is someone no one's going okay. this is real they're going it's a found footage mm-hmm. movie and i think it's it i have thoughts on this in fact this is one of my main points <laughs> right okay <laughs> hit me you are right and it can be perceived as cynical 
in the fact mm-hmm. where it, it almost by presenting itself to be real life and then making light about it, like the entertainment factor out of mm-hmm. it seems very in very poor taste. Yes. But I think for me personally, my understanding of it is is once you're given the information that this is presented as, you know, loose air quotes real. Yeah, yeah. From the director himself. Yeah, yeah. We are no longer able to trust what's real and what's not. Like, our frame of reference is gone. We're no longer watching a movie. Yes. Now we're questioning, do I trust this stranger who is presenting information to me as fact? Yes. Which is already unsettling enough, right? Okay, as a, as a, so you're saying as a means to unsettle the viewer. Exactly. Right, so okay. So now you're not just wondering whether you trust the footage in the film in front of you. Now you're wondering whether the people behind it are trying to manipulate it. Right. Where where does the, the reality and the, the falsity lie? Mm. You have to try and yeah. decipher that yourself. On top of the fact that you're seeing some horrendous shit thrown at you left, right, and center, presented as real. Yeah, it's a genuinely unnerving film. It's like genuinely, there are scenes in this that are That's it. upsetting to watch. They are arresting the sort of communication scenes, all this sort of stuff are... This is what I mean, though. Uh, you know, distressing. Dude. Yeah. The f- and uh, that, that tension right there that you're talking about is built in the little grey area between fact and fiction. You're not sure okay. which way, which direction to go in. You're, you're lost in this little fog of, mm-hmm. this isn't real. It yes. might be real. This is not real. It is real. It might yeah. be, but is it? You know what I mean? So, and then you get to a point where you're questioning your own reality. Mm-hmm. You've got like, it, it happens a lot in the whole fucking like based on a true story movies. Like you've got McPherson tape yes, okay. presented as fact, like factual fan footage from the American government that was leaked, right? That was, and then look how far that ran. Yes. That shit was taken up to conventions. There were people that were like swearing mm-hmm. that it was the real deal, the real thing for five years without... Dean Aliotto ever even known about it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you've yeah. got uh, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. presents itself as a true story. The following is based on yeah, real yeah, events, based on. So and then you watch that. There's a difference between based on a, on a true story where I can say what I'm watching isn't real. I agree, but I, there may be something out there that is that this yes. is loosely inspired by. Whereas what yes. this is saying is, look at this footage; it's real. And of course, exactly for me personally, there's not a second where I go, "Oh, it is." No, of course, perhaps when it, what if you watched it when it came out, that may have been different. I did, right, a couple times. Stone, right, okay, <laughs> very yeah, yeah, poor, okay. just poor yeah. life choices on my part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which brings brings me to my other main point of this film mm. is, as we mentioned in the breakdown, mm-hmm. Abby keeps doing this regression hypnosis keeps doing the regression hypnosis. Every yeah. time she does it, things get a little bit worse. People get yeah. hurt. And she's saying, it's not the regression hypnosis, it's aliens. So she's arriving at the alien hypothesis for the majority of the film via this tool of regressive hypnosis. I mean, that and the Sumerian voices that are yelling at her through these patients. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, it became a weird drugs allegory for me. And I know that's because as a as a... <coughs> prior enthusiast of drugs who's now on on the mend everything's a drug you can allergy. say connoisseur it's fine <laughs> everything's an allegory uh, for drugs in my mind mm. but it's this thing of like she keeps doing this thing and everything gets worse and she goes oh it's not because of my actions it's because of this external force that i have no control over right, <laughs> right? which is the the drug addicts like ethos Motto, that was right? that was it was me and you through and through man. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, how yeah. we fucking lived our life yeah, yeah. for me personally yeah a liter of whiskey a day and a gram of coke a day i was like it's not my fault 
that I have had such a rough day mm-hmm. that I need <laughs> a yeah, liter yeah, yeah. of whiskey yeah. and a gram of cocaine just to get through it. Do you know what my I mean? My behavior can't be modified. It's for the world to exactly. cater to my behavior. Woe is me. All the external factors are so unfair. Mm. And for, for, for me, that was very much what Abby was doing in this film. She was a victim of lots of things that were nothing to do with her and the way that she chose to live her life and the decisions she chose to make afterwards, she was faultless for because she, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her behavior. It wasn't her choices. It was the world's Ooh. inability to cater to them. This is a really fucking interesting point, Rob, because this is what I wanted to ask. I I wanted to talk to you about this for a long time, because this film, it's not a little while, it's a fucking long time. Since you told me that you'd seen The Babadook Mm -hmm. and what you thought about it, I was like, I've got a fucking film that can go a couple of ways, and I wanted your reaction to it. So, what you've just said is a perfect example, and it's why I love you. (laughs) I love you too, buddy. Abby has had such extreme shocks to the system continuously yeah. throughout this film. Like, her husband was murdered in front of her face. Her husband was murdered in the night by an unseen force. In front of her yeah. face. Her son now doesn't trust her that she's able to take care of her children because <sighs> she she could have done something to stop his dad being murdered, which is brutal. I'm, 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 I've got problems with the son, but continue with your point. Same, he's an absolute, he's a little dick. I fucking hate that kid. Yeah, he's a bad kid. We'll anyway, get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, get to your point. There's that aspect of it. The fact that her fucking husband was murdered in front of her face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You and she couldn't do anything yeah. about it. Huge thing. Then you've got her daughter disappearing, and mm-hmm. then you've got the fact that her and her husband, prior to his death, were working on this study and had built a life around this study, and genuine, mm-hmm. she genuinely thought that they were helping people, right? Yeah. So, is this film alien abduction, mm-hmm. or is this film a grieving wife and mother throwing herself into the work that is the last connection that she has with her to dead her, husband, to her past husband, or is it both? Is it both a phenomenon that's happening, right, simultaneously mm-hmm. to her going through? this insane amount of grief and we're viewing a a very sort of like a very real phenomenon through the eyes or through the surrogate of someone who has just had the shittest few months of their entire life. So it's a really interesting question, but unfortunately I don't think the film is of a quality where I can answer. I think a better film would have made it more of that question. The grieving okay. wife throwing herself into her work and the ex- the experiences that are happening being an almost psychosomatic um, conjuring of her own grief and her own guilt, yeah, is a great storyline. Okay. What an incredible, what an incredible dramatic thread to pull at, right? That I don't think this film does enough of. You have, I'll agree. and I think it's great that you have. All right. <laughs> But I think what I think what it's what it what this film does instead is flip back and forth between faux documentary footage that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, okay. Uh, like you say, it unsettles you as a viewer because you go, okay, mm. what is this film trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't have a frame of reference for this film. I think there are neater and tidier ways to unsettle a viewer as to what they're watching 100%. that don't 100%. require you dedicating fifty percent of the runtime to watching the same scene done again with different actors. 
making it that believable, not believable. You could do a based on a true story. You could do a based on a whole bunch of stuff. But I think there are dramatic threads in here that are just not not even unpulled. They're not even reached for, such as, you know, like you mentioned the son. The son is a prick who I would slap the shit out of. At one point, she's made dinner and he decides to verbally blame his mother mm-hmm. for his father not being at the dinner table. The kid is like seven. Fucking brutal. Yeah, right? he's absolute fucking savage. And she doesn't reprimand the kid. She doesn't assert parental authority. She doesn't step up as a parent to parent the child. She's good. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, don't be angry at I mean, me that your daddy's dead. <laughs> her, fucking, her husband's just dead. Her kid is pissed off that it's her. I would be like as worn out as she is. I would be at the end of my rope too. Okay. I would literally be sort of like, you know what? Mm-hmm don't really have the ability to fight you on this right now so i'm gonna get that you're angry right and she's like a fucking medical professional in the psychiatry mm-hmm. field but you see this this line that we're debating here would have been fascinating mm. to see in the film and guess what we don't yeah it's just an angry kid uh right i kind so, of do see it though That's okay the thing. okay i think there's a difference I, yeah. between found footage and or based on a true story and dramatization it's the word dramatization that gets me yeah yeah because in my mind, I'm thinking back to TV shows from the 90s, like Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like those those. Totally, no, shows. I, I, get, I get the context of, like, the Miller Jovovich scenes are the dramatization of the true events. Yeah, 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 no, 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 that's fine. But I've, I've, I've already discounted the fact that the, the ones with the unknown actors are not real. Okay, but cast yourself back to 2009. This comes out. Yeah. And it is presented... As a fucking based <laughs> on that. real shit yeah, yeah. that happened, and when <laughs> the scene, the murder suicide scene, where it cuts to, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Scott. Is it Scott? I can't remember the first fucking patient's uh, name. Um, is it Tommy? Tommy? Tony? Scott? Tommy? Uh, it was Tommy. Who? There is it we Tommy? go. Who does it? Oh, you're a cunt. You're an absolute <laughs> it's unreal it's unreal yeah. it's unmatched and i love you for it don't ever change <laughs> so tommy when he mm. goes back and he's freaking out right his his big freak mm. out in the office during the session m- was made so much worse mm-hmm. by the the quote-unquote real footage for me personally because i was like yeah holy shit but it was just different enough Mm-hmm. for it to be like okay so the dramatization tried to lean into the no 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 yeah, but then when yeah, it cuts yeah. to the real side by side footage, and it's just a guy that is doing that incredibly, it, dude, he's acting yeah. is fucking mind blowingly good. The weirdest juxtaposition in this film is mm. that the unknown actors out act the named they actors, do. dude. Every it is, scene, <laughs> it's a hundred percent on purpose because real people aren't acting; they're just being uh. real people. So the I think the dramatization scenes have to be like mm-hmm. proper hammed up. To, to give you that, yeah, yeah. Th- to make that gap bigger. Yeah, yeah. Which again, fucks with me because I'm not sure what I can and can't trust. Uh-huh. 2009, stoned out of my tree. I'm trusting that this is a fucking real thing. It's going into my <laughs> head as actual <laughs> fact. It goes into my brain but that's, yeah. to be stamped there forever. Owls are evil. Remember that phrase though, because it's, it's central to my entire thesis on this film. What was the phrase? I've already forgotten it. <laughs> I was, I was uh, yelling. That it's stamped into your brain. It's stamped into your oh, brain. Okay. It linked to owls yeah. and evil and all this sort of stuff. The yeah. owls thing is the owls thing is an established fact, right? That uh, baby owls stand on their hind legs. They have big eyes. They've got freaky little arms. They look right. like little alien dudes. 
and uh, okay. yeah. uh, a lot of people so, believe a lot of people believe that alien sightings are baby owl sightings, right? That's at least my layman's understanding. You're on about okay. A, it's it's a very good understanding. You you are exactly correct. Barn owls when they're younger and featherless, yep. are fucking terrifying to look at. They look right. like tiny little fucking grey aliens with massive black eyes. And because right. their beak is shaped the way it is, their face just yeah. looks like a perfect oval. It's disgusting. Sorry, right. if you love barn owls, I don't understand <laughs> you. I, 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 I never will. <laughs> Fair play for your life choices. Sorry. Um, they look disgusting, right? Yeah. I need you they to kinda, know They kind of have... look like this, Ben, right? Is that is that what they look like? Getting, I'm not even looking at it. See, this is why I popped out. I popped this conversation out of Discord because I knew that this cunt was coming. Not happening. Not happening. So, okay, so, I, I have so that a, image I pasted in the chat, you're not going to look at. I don't want to. Okay, fine. I'm just Fuck saying they look, I can I'll see why they look like it, aliens. Just one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Just, just one sec. Not the fragile Brave one. boy. Right. Brave boy. Brave yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Brave boy. In the bin. In the bin. I can't close but the, it. Is that w- in the bin. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Listener, Ben is T-Rex squirming. Okay, so oh, this is a tr- real thing. Fine. Okay, no, delete. it's, I'm deleting it. It's deleted. It's gone. <laughs> so the, the baby owl thing. So, I have right. a rebuttal to this, Rob. Right, I have a rebuttal to it, but I need to... I, I was going to be the bigger person and let this mm-hmm. fly. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This was the hardest thing that I've ever researched because right. there, there is not one article, there is mm-hmm. not one fucking article <laughs> anywhere on the internet about owls and aliens mm-hmm. that doesn't have massive pictures of these fucking owls in them. <laughs> I, I tried to do this at work in my lunch hour, right? So I'm sitting at my desk, I've got my headphones yeah. on, and I'm looking at it, and the amount of times I was like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Am I, like to the point where colleagues were like are you okay do you need to go home and I was like I do need to go home but mm. I am okay you know what I mean and I couldn't get into this conversation because it's a weird fucking thing to do mm. and what are you doing on your lunch hour researching owls so much that it's freaking me out why they're terrifying brilliant <laughs> still sober then yeah good 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 good, good. <laughs> so I've done the, I've done some research on this mm-hmm. and I figured out why they're fucking terrifying Hardest thing I've ever researched, so just bear mm. with me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. The owls are not what they seem. Right. It's what the giant in Twin Peaks says. Oh, okay. Great, nice. great little reference point, right? Mm-hmm. There is an odd connection between owls and high strangeness. UAP sightings, alien abductions, missing time. So it's not all about the abduction and the, the alien mm-hmm. presence. There's a lot of high strangeness that surrounds this. There's a book called The Messengers by Mike Cleland. I've seen who it. Has, yeah. He's collated accounts of experiences who have stories of alien contact, UAP sightings, abduction, and or missing time. They are all directly linked to owls, right? Mm-hmm. He, he started this up. Started this up and he didn't expect anything back. And then at the moment, to this day, he is still receiving two or three emails a day of a new experience involving high strangeness and an owl from a completely new person, Mm -hmm. which is mind-bending because this is decades ago, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the strange stories within his book include a testimony from one Ron Johnson. Right. He he was a regular UFO conference attendee who claimed to have had alien visitations at home and who noticed a steady stream of guest owls by the porch of his mother's house. Yeah. 
this this was littered with owl pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was it was aggressive. <laughs> they, they wanted you to know. <laughs> One in particular would watch him as he left for work and remain perched on the same branch when he returned later that day. Now <laughs> I hate this. Come on, brave boy. <laughs> brave boy. Once Johnson says he felt an inexplicable desire to leave the house in the middle of the night. Right. When he did, he found a four-foot-tall owl standing in his driveway <laughs> waiting to exchange stares. That is the pinnacle of I would fucking... I'd, how, do you, how do you live with that after that? Like, what do you do after that moment? I would... I'd, it's a panic ben, attack, have, just reading it. And to, I'm, ben, stop, 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 stop. You have to understand, right? I know I know it's ridiculous. Name a thing, name a thing that you have zero phobia for whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Elijah Wood. I don't have a phobia of Elijah Wood. Okay. Read that last sentence again, but swap mm. owl for Elijah Wood, and that's okay. how you Hear sound to everyone. <laughs> Hear me out, right. If Elijah Read Wood... I will... But I need you to understand that Elijah Wood is not a tiny bird that has fixed fucking eyes that can see into your soul and can do it from any angle. I mean, he is in Sin City. Oh, he's creepy as shit. Maybe I do have a favorite <laughs> yeah. of Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. Um, Johnson says he's, he felt an inexplicable desire to leave the house in the middle of the night. And when he did, found a four foot tall Elijah Wood standing in his driveway, waiting to exchange says, I know it sounds ridiculous. It I does, can't yeah. quantify why this terrifies me as much as it does. It just hits me in all the wrong spots and I'm left yeah. sort of like a sweaty puddle because I don't know how to handle this. You know when you said uh, that you watched this film and it stamped a connection in you between owls and evil, that unsettlingness that you, before mm -hmm. you watched this film, you were uncomfortable with owls, uh, that you've always phobic. had nightmares, phobic, Always right? been phobic, yeah. There's that scene... Um, like there's a scene early on in the film there's an owl outside it's raining it's like raining quite hard yeah it's too wet to woo <laughs> fuck off <laughs> fuck off <laughs> but there's like there's like there's there's all the rain <laughs> and it's all the ominous music and they're talking about the scary stuff right yeah and I mentioned earlier the sour taste that the, the conspiracy sphere has left me in post the grush hearings. Right. The lack of information. Right. There's been a new video, and trust me, this does come back to this film. There's been a new video that's claiming to be uh, the missing flight, uh, Malaysia Airlines MH370. And it's a thermal image of a plane with three spheres, three spheres circling it, and then the plane disappears. It's, there's multiple camera angles of it, all this sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Now, uh, there's been lots of analysis on the video. I've been following this because obviously, you know, Grush and then this video leaks. I'm like, oh, my God, the two are linked. But what's the source from this video? Who's claiming that it's 370? It's been around for a while. The, the 370 thing is a hoax. It's been around yeah, I since mean, before 370 disappeared. How shitty of a person do you have to be? There is right. like countless so now people. You've said, you, yeah, now you've said the other part of the sentence, which sums up this movie perfectly. How shitty of a person do you have to be? And this was stamped in my mind. Mm -hmm. And it feels like if you're going to create a piece of entertainment, great. Yeah. But you're a person who's struggled with nightmares, struggled with mm -hmm. sleep, struggled with mm -hmm. sleep paralysis, right? Yeah. Struggled with your mental health. Struggled with owls. 
struggles with owls. And then a film comes along. You can't along say and goes, all that stuff first and do all the whole into everything and then say scared of owls with a smile on your face. <laughs> that was very that was very funny, but it was also very off putting. <laughs> but here's my point. Okay. This film comes along and goes, Hey, do you have sleep paralysis? And lots of people, yourself and me included, go, mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Are you slightly scared of owls? Yes, I am. No, I'm phobic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're phobic of yeah. owls. You have sleep yeah. paralysis. All right, well, here's this movie filled with real footage that proves that actually you were abducted by aliens. Yeah. I think it's socially irresponsible. But it's sold to me that way, though. No, no, no. It's sold as entertainment. It's It's sold in a nice little neat package entertainment Mm -hmm. bundle. However, you can't deny the fact that you're phobic of owls, you're scared of aliens, this film was a big part of it, and it stamped itself in your mind. Definitely. But hear me out. There is a Mm -hmm. difference between... Uh, that's all factual and that's all I think I don't know the correct way to phrase it because mm-hmm. I don't want to cause offence because of the second part of my sentence let me strap myself in for this one that stuff right there <laughs> no that stuff right there is very I would consider minor yeah because it's it's real experiences that are experienced by mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's it's regular stuff so to have Someone create a piece of entertainment that's designed yeah. to make you feel uncomfortable and designed yeah. to make you feel uneasy and designed yeah, yeah. to make you, th- like, uh, I guess, panicky, scared. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They fucking nailed it because what they're doing is they're giving you the opt-in. You can watch this if you want, but here's the information. You you can also choose to not watch it, which a lot of people have done. Yeah. Um, And here's the information. My problem with saying that that footage of the dis- of uh-huh. the disappearing airplane is the MH370 is the fact mm-hmm. that there was no option for the families and the people involved mm-hmm. to be a part of the M- uh, of MH370. So for them to fucking come out and say, yep. "Oh, this is this this is the missing airline," you you're just toying with countless people's like. But can you not see that the mechanism? I see the mechanism. I do. I see that. I see the parallels. The atten- yeah, the attention economy mm-hmm. taking something that that happens to people that is yes. unpleasant for them. Yes, no, traumatic, like devastating. We're just talking about a degree of scale here. We're talking yeah. about a degree of scale, right. but I think we're also talking about consent. Right. Okay, the sleep yeah. paralysis, the phobia of owls, and everything like this. I consent. You consent to, to all of that. Film. <laughs> I consent. Yeah, I consent to the owls. They're, they're yeah, very yeah, soft. Yeah. Oh god! You no, have you... thought of them touching me, you dirty fox. Oh. I tried to make a joke and it was it was too much. It's too much. No, I consent. I consent to this film. I know that this film is gonna fuck me up for a bit. Yeah, but I I give my consent and I go into it knowing what's coming my way. And it's there's no. Mm-hmm. There is a hidden aspect to it, but the information is there and it's available to me. And they're like, you know what I mean? They do try and push it as far as possible. Mm-hmm. But then you say, from your point of view as a viewer, mm. that's how it is. But the yeah. real people of No Mask. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not defending who that did shit. did not all. consent to this film coming out. I'm not defending that shit. Or the, the real No Mask yeah. got fucking decimated in this film. They, I, I've got a bit on this, man. So. Yeah, tell the it's people. It's a real gnome. Gnome is a real place in Alaska, right? Gnomes are real. The re- wait, gnomes <laughs> are real now. Wait, first, wait, all... first, aliens are real, so, Ben. Now gnomes are real. <laughs> so first, Rob, it was owl jokes, and it was a big hoot <laughs> and all this. Yes, and now we're diving into gnomes are real. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that we've put off the episode for four days <laughs> to, to get here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nome, Alaska is a real place. Yes. But the real town in Alaska and the the whitewashed to fuck version that we see in this movie are vastly different from each other. Vastly. They are. In reality, 51% of the town is made up of indigenous people. And in the movie, there is... Give me a percentage on how much representation there is for indigenous people in this film. Less than zero. Less than zero. Less than zero. They actively (laughs) go against it and say... (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. There is zero representation. Mm -hmm. Fucking nothing in this film. It's whitewashed as fuck. The film was criticized by locals who felt that it mocked people who have disappeared in the area and spread misinformation Mm -hmm. that harmed their loved ones, which is, again, very... It's completely fair. Completely fair. This is the thing. I get where you're coming from. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at it from a consumer's point because obviously you sent me the the MH17. I think both are bad. Yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, Gnome does have a high number of UFO sightings, and it, but it also has uh, yeah. and also a high number of disappearances. High number of missing people. Uh, the mm-hmm. latter, I've read this online, so you know, don't shoot the messenger. Mercy. <laughs> I read that it's it's more likely attributed to the remote, isolated location of the town because you can only get to it mm-hmm. by plane. Yeah. Uh, and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I read. No judgment. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. And also, uh, Gnome Mayor, um, as in the mayor of the town in Alaska called Gnome, not a woman who is a mayor who is also a gnome. Yeah. <laughs> Denise <laughs> Michelle's uh, summed it up perfectly. And I think she actually gave this film the perfect review when she called it okay. Hollywood, Hollywood Hooey. Oh, fuck off. That's not what she said. <laughs> that's literally, that's a direct quote. And Stop I saved it. it as my last owl pun because she <laughs> called such it. such a prick. Hollywood okay. hooey. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I think this film would get in the bin? It just, <laughs> I, this episode, I am sweating bullets right now. This episode has made me so uncomfortable. The amount of research that gave me panic attacks was disgusting. And I'm not proud of it. I'm proud of getting it done, but I fucking, it took me days to look up that shit on owls. Um, oh, I'm so in my I happy think, place. I think this film would have negated all of the ties with the story the MH370. I see what you're saying now. I see it clearer. Mm. I thought we were talking from a consumer point of view. Okay. I think the consumer point of view is bad because it's encouraging phobias. It it's encouraging misinterpretation of sleep paralysis. The element of consent is there though, right? There is an element of consent, however. Yeah, but where yeah. there's... Uh, there, there doesn't lie there. That's fucked. It's somebody saying, how can I get the most eyeballs... And not necessarily worry about the morality at any stage, whether it's the morality of the people I'm telling the story about or the morality of the people I'm telling the story to, who I'm giving phobias of owls, who I'm saying maybe you've been abducted by aliens because you've got sleep paralysis and a phobia, who I'm giving a um, a, a misunderstanding of hip, uh, regressive hypnosis. There's a lot of stuff in here that's quite opinion forming in the audience and quite mm. legacy destroying in the towns and places that it's about. And that's why I brought in the MH370 thing, because I think both are cynical attempts to get eyeballs, regardless of the human cost. Ooh, do you know what this is? I didn't even click on this, man. So, like, what? Because it was packaged as a nice little entertainment bundle mm-hmm. of, like, look, it's supposed to be real. I was like, oh, this is quite yeah, yeah. fun. This is going to unsettle me and freak me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then when you showed me the 370 hoax video, I was immediately mm-hmm. like, that is fucking horrendous. Yeah. 
I guess the only way they could have gone around it is to make up a town, right? That would have immediately... It, There's other films you could have made. But it would have snapped out of the whole real thing. No, but it wouldn't have done. It wouldn't have done because I didn't I didn't know Nome Alaska existed. I only know Nome know. Alaska exists because of this film. You could have said yeah, 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 there's yeah. a real town called Elf Alaska and I'd have just been fine. You could have starred Will Ferrell. I hate it could that. have been about Christmas. That was very funny. Yeah, that was that was very good. But what I'm saying is right, is if you're if you're leaning down this path of this is presented as a real real yeah, thing, yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Um to pick a false town, it would have someone the day after its release could have found out it was a made-up place, and it would have ruined the whole experience. Do you know what I mean? It, it but it wouldn't it. have ex- it wouldn't have ruined the experience in the cinema. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's the thing is you would have left the cinema feeling the exact same way, but it wouldn't have hurt real people. Yeah, and it would have it would have not. Also, I think that two thousand and nine, the spoilers weren't that quick. You know what I mean? You could afford some. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, I'm all right. Let's get to ratings in a bit, but but you said you said you had a game, and I'm 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 curious. What's the game? What's no, no, the game no. This I, I want to gift you a game. I want to gift Ooh. you a game, right? Okay, yeah. Um, we've gone into the owl thing, right? Just touching on the owl. Sorry, it, it's made it seem like these <laughs> fucking impossibly large owls are my phobia of owls. It's because it's aliens. It's not just that owls have like many, many, many different meanings. They're mm-hmm. not just about alien abduction and stuff like this. There is there is tons of stuff about owls being a positive. Uh, life affirming mm-hmm. you're about to have a, a life-changing moment or you know what i yeah. mean like a Paint mystical tie-in the animal of the goddess athena you're all good yeah tons of this shit i just don't buy it i think they're liars yeah. i think they're liars and crooks <laughs> you're an owl skeptic <laughs> i'm i don't believe i fucking no <laughs> no but anyway there's some good shit about owls i didn't put it in my research on purpose because fuck them <laughs> don't fuck them don't get close to them the shady fuckers. They'll probably steal your wallet. Game. <laughs> game. My game is gifting to you mm-hmm. a would you rather. Right, okay. So we haven't done would you rather in a while. And we did it in our Evil Dead episode between Henrietta, would you rather do something, mm-hmm. or, or Henrietta. Yeah, of course. And you smash that out of the park, mate. You you would do Henrietta over most everything. Yeah, to be honest, she's a she's a new kink. But but this week, what are we? She's a gal. She's a gal. She's a gal. I'd rummage in her. I'd rummage in her fruit basement now. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, that left a bitter taste in my mouth. Tastes like pennies. A sour taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tastes like pennies. Give me the fucking. Give me the would you rather's. Hit me with some would you rather's. Right. Okay. Based around the content in this film. Okay. Leaving it. Would you rather have your loved one? I'm saying that could be a family member or a partner mm. or a, a cherished teddy mm-hmm. stabbed through okay. the heart by an unseen assailant in front of your eyes whilst you're paralyzed mm-hmm. and helpless and unable to do anything about it. Yeah. This is going to change the course of your life. Yeah. Or would you rather put an owl's foot in your mouth? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, uh, spiky talent. Wait, who are we talking? How close I mean, a relative are we talking? The closest. Give me an example. Put a put a spe- be specific. All right, How your mum. Your mum. Right, it's oh, your mother. Stop. Or you've got to put an owl's taloned feathery foot in your mouth. Is it still attached to an owl? Yes. It's gonna it's gonna move its hand in a slight little flex. Uh-huh. You're gonna feel the tip okay, of its talons on the back of your throat. 
Yeah, obviously, it's going to be the owl. I'm not going to be happy about it. And she's going to fucking owe me one. But yeah, obviously, it's the owl. It's made me feel disgusted just thinking about that, man. <laughs> what? Okay. For those, for the, those oh. this is what get home. We, we write notes occasionally. And Ben wrote a note that the would you rather would be kiss a foot or be near an owl. And I just went straight for owl foot in owl the mouth. Owl foot. <laughs> Owl foot or family stabbing. That was that was lovely. I loved that. I tried to keep mine like really lighthearted and like, oh, this will be quite fun. And you're like, do you want to see your family die or suck an owl foot? <laughs> Unreal. Go on, hit oh, me with some ben, more. Oh, Ben, this has been my favorite episode. <laughs> I'm literally sweating, mate. I'm I'm like on my ass in this one. Okay, would you rather be Freaky Friday'd with who into the body of an owl? Oof. So that you are the owl. <laughs> right. Or have no one believe you <sighs> that you'd been abducted by aliens. You've you've like the aliens you've fire in the fire in the sky abduction. Like full on oh, right, full okay. on so fire in like the sky abduction, I'm, but you get Okay. But no but no so I'm one scared of maple you syrup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm scared of maple syrup. No one understands why. No one believes me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or be Freaky Friday into the body of an owl. Okay, but does that mean that the owl is going to be in my body, just controlling my body, but with the yeah, mind yeah, of yeah. an owl? Yes. So my neighbours are going to see me running around the street trying to catch... Climbing a tree. Trying to catch <laughs> yeah, yeah. rodents in the middle of yeah, the night yeah, yeah. and then just chomping on a rat. No, because I'm going to come back to like fucking rat aids or something. <laughs> Nah, fuck that. Yeah, it's got to be the alien abduction thing, man. I'd rather, I'll be scared of maple syrup and have no one believe me because I'm not having an owl control my body. That's disgusting. I'll get banned from the library. I'll end up with rat aids because it's just running around chasing rodents. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know how to build okay. a nest. But what about if when we get switched back, suddenly I do? I wouldn't be able to trust myself. <laughs> Would you rather be the conduit for a Sumerian-speaking alien civilization god creature mm-hmm. or... Have a bath naked and too slightly too small a bathtub mm. with an owl. Just a wet break my neck. Just just a just, just, just a moist just a moist owlet. Nah. I'm good, man. Yeah, 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 awful. <laughs> awful. That's fucking awful. Uh yeah, make me the conduit. Yeah. Break uh, okay. three vertebrae in my neck gonna go. Yeah, Fuck yeah, it. yeah. Get it gone. Fine. Get it gone. Fine. Get it going because all I'll do then is I'll only need a little bathtub, except for it'll be owl free. Oh, very nice, very very yeah. nice. Okay, no, I liked I liked that one, Ben. That was a good game. That was a good game. Thank you for Thank gifting. You. Uh, what are you going to yeah. rate the fourth kind? Just before we get to comment corner, what are you going to rate the fourth uh, the fourth kind? Okay, it's problematic, man, because before we spoke about this, yeah. I have fun with this movie. It stresses me out a lot, it, <laughs> yeah. but it, it it kind of it's one of those films that has such an effect on me. Because of the the owl thing and the alien thing, it's it's like a big, yeah. Oh, how best to put it? I guess fucking stress film. Yeah, it got to you young, and it defined it defined your relationship with with birds and aliens. Well, I mean, I was already scared of owls, but this kind of just cemented that they're fucking demons. Yeah, yeah. So before we have this con- before we had this conversation, it would have been like mm. a seven. Yeah. But now looking at it, man, and comparing it to the MH three seventy hoax. And the people of Nome, Alaska have to deal with the bullshit that this film's put out <laughs> without their consent at all. Yeah. And they're just dealing with it now. On top of the fact, the fact that, and their, and their town is called Nome. 
I mean, yeah. talk about kicking a but place when it's down. The G is really silent as well, because it's not even there. It's not even there. <laughs> it's not even there. I, d- I don't know, man. It's kind of fucked me. Three? Three? You see, Three, I feel, like it's a, I feel like it's a dick move. Like, yeah. the whole bit, placing it in a real place. Do the whole real footage, do the whole pseudo-documentary bullshit, but at the same time, don't start fucking with a place that is genuinely famous for missing people in UFO activity and then try and try and turn it into like your little yeah that's pissing me off it's a two fuck them right and that's the thing and so for me I would have gone four mm. uh, just on moral grounds alone yeah uh, because like we said yesterday with the fourth kind if there are real alien encounters out there mm. making entertainment products about it is problematic as to begin with right because you're already muddying the waters yeah if you then take yeah. a real town with real missing people and real high UFO activity Mm. and muddy the waters there and then say oh, have you got sleep paralysis and mental health could be aliens also muddying the waters there right yeah because <laughs> there will be people a small percentage i don't think uh, entertainment when it's when it's marketed as entertainment should be morally culpable for the idiots that watch it but there will have been some yeah so that would have made it a four but the reason this is a two for me is because even ignoring all of that I didn't find it that scary. I didn't find it that engaging. It was unnerving. It was disturbing. But mm-hmm. I think there was a better film. It's a better film that you pointed out. The sort of to wit to woo done it of is she having a problem? I hate this. <laughs> I hate every second of this. I hate it. I can't wait for this episode uh, to be done. Because not only has it made me panic the entire fucking hour, I also now hate this film that I brought to the table because I really liked it. <laughs> so so I'm, not I'm only have go- I had a sad week. You've shit yeah. on one of my one of my favorite films, <laughs> made me hate it, and then just cracked owl jokes all the way th- whilst doing yeah, it you, with a smile on la- your face. <laughs> you've laughed for an hour, so my job's done. I'm <laughs> glad that you've had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'd, I I think there's there are more engaging films that could have been made with with you could take seventy percent of this film and make a really good film, and that kind of annoys me more. I'm like, you had the ingredients there. You had all the ingredients for a delicious cake, and instead you've just given me shit toast. Yeah, you gave me a shitty pancake. Where's the self-raising flour? Where's the (laughs) self-respect? Yeah, yeah. You just sprinkled it on top after it's been baked. I'm like, you had everything you needed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you don't pepper the self-respect in there, sir. You cake it. You cake it in there. Exactly. So for me, this is going to be a two. But I am glad you brought it to the table because I think it illuminated a lot about how I feel about UFO hoaxes, UFOs, UFO cinema. And I I think it was a good place to leave it for now. We've just got time for Comment Corner. Have you have you got any comment corners for the week? I do. Bear me one second. <clears throat> okay, so on one of our Dunkirk reels, we had You're Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It was the one where you say it's his coldest film, mm-hmm. and I say it's possibly his best film. Right. We had a comment from Dan Pollitt. He says, totally agree that this might be Nolan's coldest and best film. Yeah. Despite being flag-wavingly Tory, his more clinical eye on events allows the film to unpack its three stories effectively. It's his best use of time fuckery since Memento. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Also, is Waterworld not the wettest film by definition? Ooh. Um, so not only does he agree with both of us in that mm-hmm. reel, in that it is his best film and it is his coldest film. Yeah. Pat on the back for both of us. Yeah. Uh, he also adds into the what is the wettest film debate that we've got going on. 
Do you know what? Ben? And Waterworld's a pretty fucking solid shout, man. When I joined this podcast, I did not realise that the when we were sort of in the early days of you and I hosting this, and mm. we're like, but what's, but what's. What's our quest? What are we here to do? Why every movie ever? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that it's just devolved into us trying to find yeah. the wettest film. Should be wettest movie ever rather than every movie ever. But uh, I agree. I, I disagree with Waterworld because it's got Dennis Hopper in and nothing with Dennis Hopper in can be wet uh, at all. Dennis Hopper, will the fire of Dennis Hopper burns away a lot of the wetness in Waterworld. He is too okay. fiery a man. Um, okay, all right, that's safe. Because I was looking at you like, no, 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 we, no, no. Are we is this the stance that we're no, taking? Man, blue, you dying on that blue, hill because I ain't no, no, no. <laughs> blue velvet for life, motherfucker. Uh, mm. Deborah Stone TV uh, commented on our post commemorating five thousand Instagram followers. Six thousand. No, we've not done that one yet. Yes, we have. Is it this have morning. Ah. Oh, nice. Sorry, it's, it's, look at it's the hard to keep track. Comment is on. <laughs> it's hard to keep track, mate. We 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 literally did we did a thousand in a week, which is uh, bizarre on Insta, which is ridiculous. Deborah Stone TV commented, "I love this pod. Not since Visitations have I enjoyed a film pod, and Visitations Aww. features none other than Elijah Wood, the creepy little fucker." I have recently <laughs> discovered I might have a phobia about him. <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh, so thanks, Deborah. We love you too, Deb. Uh, and then we, I just just got time for one more uh, on our Instagram reel regarding the time dilation uh, in Interstellar. Matthew yeah. Studier, 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 Studier. Matthew got in touch to say, in all caps, I hasten to add, we all know this. We all know this isn't a fun fact anymore. To which I replied, but did you know the movie is about time? <laughs> <laughs> say, say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Just one more time for me. We all know. We know. We all know. This isn't a fun fact anymore. All right. Well, listen here, cock. Just because <laughs> you read it on the internet doesn't mean everyone knows. I didn't fucking know. I read it on the internet and was like, exactly. wow, that's something new that I've learned. And then I thought... What about all the other cunts yeah. that don't just assume because one man on the internet has read something on the internet that we're all supposed to fucking know it? And also because of gravity, yeah. the gravity of the fact has meant that time has dilated and Ben only just yeah. found out. Exactly. Right? I was just I was late to the party, all right? I was traveling here to fucking decades. You've been there for five minutes, yapping on about you all know this fact. It's literally been seconds for you. It's been years <laughs> for me. Just let me learn at my own pace, all right? <laughs> just, just let me be. You enjoy the waves. That's all we've got time for this week, uh, and that is the end of Ben's Trigger Trilogy regarding alien abduction. If you are a fan of aliens and you've enjoyed the podcast, we have pre-existing episodes that might tickle your fancy. We have Horse Girl Ooh. starring Alison Brie, which is a very aliens, timey-wimey, what's going on. Incredible film. Incredible film. Not quite Mac and Me, though, is it? Which we also have an episode Yeah. See, Mac and Me is the pinnacle. Mac and Me is the one. Yeah. We also did two recently. We did the McPherson tape and we've done Fire in the Sky. Go back and check those out if you want to listen to more alien stuff. The support recently, people, listeners, dear friends, has been absolutely fucking ridiculous. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts because mm. it means the absolute, absolute world to us. And next week we'll be back on the Christopher Nolan train. I know a lot of Christopher you joined us. Christopher Nolan! Wow, wow. I know a lot of you uh, joined us on this train 
uh, welcome. Um, and we'll be back on that next week with Tenet, which Ben has yet to watch six times and he's running out of time to do so um, because you are going to need to. Uh, and watch it with subtitles on and watch it really loud. Uh, okay. But before before we end, I've I've deliberately hastened things along slightly because I have one final question for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough week. Um, when we started, just before we started, when we logged on to to record this, mm-hmm. you were not feeling great. I was not feeling great. I've been bullying you for an hour straight now, and I feel incredible. <laughs> but how do yeah, you feel? I, know. I you, can see it. I, <laughs> look at you. You look at you. You're so joyous. You, your uh, complexion is like a freshly wanked cock. You look fully relaxed and freshly masturbated. Look at you. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm feeling good, man. Much better. Much, much better. Yeah. This is like the one outlet, you know what I mean? I know it's me and you yeah. chat shit about films, but... Sorry, the one what? And it... it... <laughs> outlet. Okay, sorry. But you're afraid of the baby. <laughs> I fucking hate these owl jokes, man. Like, honestly, you don't understand how much this has fucked me. I'm... This film, I came into this episode, I was looking forward to doing this film because it's always been sort of like a subtle favourite. It's nice, yeah. you know, around Halloween to scare yourself and sort of make yourself yeah. unnerving. But it's actually just fucked up, man. And now I, now I can't watch it in the same, in the same <laughs> light, which is great because, you know, I'm grown as a person. My opinions have changed. Yeah. And now my actions can change based on that. But also, I need another fucking film that's going to ruin me once a year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, true, true. I'll mm. find one for you, bud. I'll tell you what, I'll yeah, tell man. you what. As soon as I'm done with Nolan, I'll try and find some films that will ruin you. How's that? That sounds good. Let's do that. Lovely. Until then, lovely. I'm going to cosplay a society and tell everyone to do what society always tells people oh, to do. Fuck. I while you about this. ad-lib <laughs> a motivational yeah. thought for the week that's going to okay. set these lovely people who've given us an hour of their lives, you're going to repay that kindness with some motivational feel-good chat. While I just tell them to consume. Among the many anecdotes Clellan tells in his book, some of the most common experiences surround missing time. Contactees stop to admire an owl, and when they're on their way again, they realize hours have passed. Think what he's trying to say here, dear listener, is stop and enjoy the little things. You know what I mean? If you see an owl, stop and stare at it, and then when you come to and realise it's missing time and you've had, like, a whole heap of mystery unravel, it's your own fucking fault because owls are demons! And I've warned you countless times this episode, Rob loves it. Look at him. He's still going with his fucking breath and shit. 